Scene 8 Setting Jesus passes Judas on the way to appear before Pilate. Luke, chapter 22, verses 1 to 21. Matthew, chapter 4, verses 1 to 11. I felt as if this night would never end, as I walked bound with chains to be sentenced to death before Pilate. Every second seemed an eternity, as I was being led as a lamb to the slaughter. A fragment of my former self, after having endured grueling hours being falsely accused in the court of Sanhedrin, I noticed Judas lurking in the shadows near me. He seemed shocked by the chains that held me captive. He, of course, had chains wrapped around him, but was unaware of them. The shackles had been tethered to him by his own choices. I had not forgotten him. I loved him. I had formed him in his mother's womb. I knew the exact number of hairs on his head, just as I know the number of each hair on your head. Are not two sparrows sold for a farthing? And one of them shall not fall on the ground without your father. The very hairs of your head are all numbered. Fear not, therefore, you are of more value than many sparrows. Matthew chapter 10 verse 30 I knew each thought and intention of his heart, just as I know each thought and intention of your heart. Judas had never left my thoughts for a moment. My thoughts toward him were more than the grains of sand spread across the beaches of the earth. Judas thought I had forgotten him. But how could I forget him? How could I forget one of my own of Israel, my firstborn son? I had engraved the people of Israel on the palms of my hands. Isaiah chapter 49 verse 16 Judas's palms were pulsating with sweat. He wished he could forget. Oh, how Judas wished he could forget. But how can one forget a deliberate act of betrayal? The guilt and shame he carried were more tangible than the sweat on his palms. How can one forget a crime, a crime of the worst kind, a betrayal of the heart? My heart wept as I saw him standing there, watching me in the outer court of the palace of Caiaphas. My heart began to break for Judas, as it would later break on the cross, pouring out blood and water. Just as my heart breaks for you when you are hiding in the shadows of your sin. Judas felt his heart split at this moment, too, not with empathy and compassion like my heart, but with a sinking feeling of deep, deep regret, an irreparable fracture, like the sound of thin ice cracking beneath his feet as he was walking in the middle of a frozen lake. Remorse set into the depth of his being like gangrene spread into an infection. His mind raced back to the events that had led to the moment of his betrayal of me. He had convinced himself that he was doing the right thing. Fear and suspicion had begun to surround me. He had not only heard the priests openly condemning me, but he had overheard talk in the streets regarding the conspiracies of putting me to death. He was afraid for his own life, but he was more afraid of public opinion because he wasn't sure who he was. He teetered between two opinions. If he could have just believed who I was, 
it would have given him a stronger sense of himself and his own worth. If he could have believed that my kingdom was not of this earth, he might have held on to the small bit of faith he had in order to gain his reward in heaven. I thought of my own time of testing, my forty days of temptation in the Judean wilderness. A lifeless, virtual, unending sea of sand dunes surrounded me. The sun blazed through the vast blue sky. The heat of the desert rising through my sandals was nothing compared to an eternity spent without God in the heat of hell. I needed to face the heat of Satan's fire in order to be victorious. For you. For I was thinking of you. As I am thinking of you now. The Spirit had led me into the wilderness to be tempted by Satan. Before my ministry would begin on earth, I fasted for forty days and forty nights. The hunger and thirst I experienced were beyond any agony I had ever felt in my flesh as a man, but I knew that the fasting would help me to overcome the temptations I needed to be strong in the Spirit. Being comfortable in the flesh does not arm a person with the spiritual strength to fight the biggest battles. Many of my people over time will be comfortable and even complacent in their lives to the point of incompetence. When the enemy comes to devour, they will not be able to resist. They will not have the strength to fight. My weapons are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. The flesh needs to be fed less in order for the spirit to be strong. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, walks about like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may devour. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 8 I endured the temptation of the wilderness, so that when you are in your own wilderness of temptation, you will know you have a Saviour. A high priest who can understand and sympathize with the feeling of your weaknesses and was tempted in all points, yet without sin. When the tempter came to me, I was spiritually prepared. Satan said, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become bread. When I answered him, I quoted from the Word of God. I did not try to reason with him, argue with him, or engage him in a conversation. I answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. When you are in your own time of temptation, do not attempt to answer with your own thoughts, but respond only with my name and with the word of God. Next, the devil took me up to the holy city Jerusalem and set me on a pinnacle of the temple. If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He shall give his angels charge over you, and in their hands they shall bear you up, lest you dash your foot against a stone. This is where temptation gets tricky. Satan might use the word of God to test you to do something that is not in line with the character of God. Perhaps it seems like a good idea, but it is at an inappropriate time or place. This is where you need to know your God, know the character of God, and study to know the word of God in its entirety. A scripture taken out of context can be used for someone's personal gain, 
and can tempt you to do something you know is not right. I said to Satan firmly, It is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Again the devil took me up on an exceedingly high mountain, and showed me all the kingdoms of the world and their glory. And he said to me, All these things I will give to you, if you fall down and worship me. I said to him, Away with you, Satan, for it is written, You shall worship the Lord your God, and shall serve him only. Then the devil left me, and angels came and ministered to me. I knew my Father in heaven whom I served. I do what my Father tells me to do, so that the people of the world may know that I love my Father. John chapter 14 verse 31 I knew the heavenly kingdom was not of this earth. Therefore, when Satan tempted me with temporary worldly power and fame, I was able to stand and resist him. That fateful moment, less than twenty-four hours ago, when Judas had made his decision to betray me, when the adversary, Satan, had entered him, was not the pivotal moment of his decision. No. Judas had opened a door to Satan days before, perhaps even months before. When had Judas opened the door of his heart to the adversary? Was it in a moment of greed? Was it motivated from fear that I might be put on trial and he would be punished along with me? Did he want to be famous or accepted by the teachers of the Torah? The act of betraying me, his Messiah, for thirty pieces of silver. Why? How did it happen? Had Satan been knocking at the door of his mind, of his heart, and of his soul for a long time? Had the adversary been whispering in his ears for months? Did Judas have a heart of crime from the beginning when he decided to follow his Messiah, or did he take a wrong turn at some point on the journey? For indeed, this is a journey of free choice. Through fear, greed, and a desire to please men, he had opened the door to Satan, little by little. Judas's primary choice to let Satan in was a choice made of free will. But now, who was doing the choosing? Had Judas become a slave to the adversary, the devil, the hater of his soul? Would you like to know how to locate Yeshua? I may be able to find him for you. Judas had said to the high priests, what are you willing to give me if I hand him over to you? Matthew chapter 26 verse 15 Satan had entered Judas, just as he had entered the serpent in the Garden of Eden. Has Judas gazed upon me, bound in my chains of obedience unto death? I saw him bound in his own chains of disobedience to God, resulting in his decision to betray me. Just as I see you, perhaps bound in your own chains, trapped in a decision to let Satan in the moment you sold your soul for thirty pieces of silver to betray your Lord. Oh, it was not thirty pieces of silver, you might say, and I would never betray my Lord. But you may have betrayed me for one cheap night of pleasured company with someone you should not have been with. Your thirty pieces of silver may have been sacred acts of robbing money or goods, or even robbing the innocence of another. 
You might think you could have never been as Judas, after all. Who could be worse than the one who betrayed his Messiah, the Son of God, for only thirty pieces of silver? Yet you may have betrayed me with one kiss, and do not even have the silver coins left to contribute to the temple. Judas felt the silver in his girdle, cumbersome, clinking coins, clanging together as he slithered in the shadows. At the same time, the shackles choking his soul were like snakes encircling his heart, hissing at him with fanged jaws in the early morning air. Guilty! Guilty! Surely everyone could hear the blood money shrieking in his pouch. Surely everyone near him knew he was the man, he was the man, he was the man who betrayed Jesus. A few short hours ago, he stole away from the supper, leaving his spiritual brothers, John, James, Peter, Philip, Luke, Mark, Thomas, Andrew, Jude, James, son of Alphaeus, and Judas, son of Simon. He had to leave because of the smell of the lamb, the Pesach lamb, the symbol of the saving blood of the Passover was too strong. Judas had never felt so restless. His throat tightened up. He had trouble breathing. He started gasping for air as a smell of the lamb filled the upper room. He felt quite ill as he heard me say to my disciples, I have looked so forward to sharing this Passover with you. I tell you that from now on I will not celebrate it again until it has been given its full meaning in the kingdom of God. Luke chapter 22 verse 15 as I took the third cup of wine, I made this blessing. Take this and drink it together. For I tell you, I will not drink this wine again until the kingdom of God comes. This cup is a new covenant of the God of Israel, sealed and ratified by my blood, which is being poured out for you. Luke chapter 22 verse 20 The blood, the blood. Judas could smell the blood in his nostrils. Satan, who had entered him, hated this blood. This was the blood of the new covenant, the Brit Hadashah, which would finally nullify Satan's devious act of temptation to Eve and Adam in the Garden of Eden, the blood that would open the gates to eternal fellowship with God. Satan screamed inside of Judas, but Judas could not open his mouth. He felt putrefying vomit rising in his throat. His body was writhing and reeling, his skin crawling. At a split second, Judas felt he himself would split in two. He felt all the hell unleashed inside of him as his eyes darted about the large room upstairs in the house of Mark. He could not remember how he got to this point of his life. He could not trace back to the moment he had let the adversary in. Had not he once believed in his Messiah, Jesus, and would have given his life for him? So why? How did he end up being the one to betray the Messiah? Yet he knew he was the one, for he had made the decision little by little, step by step. One more step into the darkness, one more step for gain, another tiptoe with trepidation into fear. One more coin counted for greed, one more for self-preservation 
until finally he had submitted wholly and absolutely to Satan, the deceiver of the brethren, who had but one plan, to kill the Messiah, the chosen one of God. Satan planned to stamp out God forever so that he could be worshipped as God, just as he demanded to be worshipped as God when he was an angelic being in heaven. He was cast out by Michael, the magnificent archangel of God, who worships God and only God and fights for God's people of Israel and the Israel of God night and day. The man who will betray me is here at the table with me. I had said to my disciples, Woe to the man by whom Jesus is betrayed. It would have been better for him if he had not been born. Matthew chapter 26 verses 21 and 24 Ah! Judas cried out when he heard these words. He did not realize he was not at all in control any more, as the adversary overcame him. He had said yes to the serpent willingly, but now the lying serpent, who had been cursed to crawl on his belly and circle Judas, inside and out. Judas, a Jewish man from Judea, an Israelite, one of God's chosen disciples, had chosen to serve the serpent instead. And now the serpent could not save him. I knew what Judas was doing, just as I know the choices you have made, choices you are making now and the ones you will be making in the future. You may have opened doors, little by little, to listen to Satan's lies. You may have even made that decision to serve the creature rather than the Creator, to enter into a covenant with the Prince of Darkness, to sell your own very soul to him for fame or fortune. Now, the coins of blood money are jingling in your pocket, and the chains of the snake are coiled around your throat. You might be choking, gasping for air hoping to be freed when you realize, as Judas did, in the deepest part of his being. I have betrayed my Lord, my Messiah, the Savior of the whole world. Fear not, I have overcome the world. John chapter 16 verse 33 I have come to buy you back. It is not too late. As long as you have breath, call out to me. Repent. Turn to me and live. My blood can redeem your soul. One drop of my blood ransoms your soul from the gates of hell. With my blood, I will write your name in my book of life. Judas looked at me once more, before frantically stumbling away. Not with the secretive look of betrayal and deceit he had at the Passover earlier. This time, it was a look of despair. What can I do? I heard him screaming in his head. Judas ran from me, but you can come to me. You can find forgiveness, for I was thinking of you as I am thinking of you now.